in five, four, three, two. Hey guys, it's Benji. And welcome back to the Groove Teenager Podcast. It has been a hot minute, actually. Has it? Yeah, it's been like months. <laughs> We're in May. Last time we uploaded was like in April or March. It's what? been so, let me That's been now. like what two months ago, one month yeah, ago? Yeah, I'm sorry. We we honestly said we're coming back to make a lot of episodes, and that is a lie. Last time we uploaded this was 24th March. March, April. Wait, wait, wait. Last time we uploaded this was on 24th April. That was literally a month, like a month ago in three days. So that's not bad though. That's it's actually not, not bad. bad. But it's it's a bit disappointing because we should have made at least five episodes since then. So <laughs> kind of a kind of a drag but yeah anyways yeah i hope you guys have been good i hope you've been having um an amazing month i'm not saying week i hope that you're great yeah, that your week has been great as well um we have been gone busy i feel like you guys should just cut us some slack we're, we're seniors where life happens high school high school school is going on family stuff work um, exams are coming up exams um finishing this year so you can you, you can imagine how hectic it might be but yeah that's not an excuse uh please forgive us for being gone for so long we have made a system um now to make a hundred podcast episodes in a hundred days hopefully and we have come up with a system we've come up with a lot of topics that i'm pretty sure you guys will we haven't really gone into the exact details and discussing them but we are very 100 percent sure yeah that we will be able to execute this plan especially uh when we go on break We'll probably be making podcast yeah. episodes almost every other day. Every we, day. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, everyone knows even, I think this is a worldwide thing. It's going to be summer in a couple, a month or two. Yeah. So we'll be able to like make episodes like almost every single day. And that's going to be awesome. So I hope you guys uh, stay tuned for that. But yeah, um, today I just wanted, we both wanted to come up here and talk about a, a topic that not just teenagers go through, but everyone goes through and wanted to talk a bit about that today. So today we wanted to navigate um, the anxiety space and how it is dealing with anxiety, how it is to feel anxiety and how to best combat it and to best um, like come out from it. Yes. How to come out from anxiety. So first off, before we get into that, Jay, how are you? I'm bad. (laughs) Bad. Okay. Mm, Explain to us why. Why are you bad? I'm sorry that you're bad. What's up? The, the audience is insulting me. Oh, um, they're they're laughing at him even, and he is flipping them off as usual. <laughs> anyway, um, uh-huh. I've been dealing with I've been doing my exams recently, and I didn't really do very very well mm. as well as I expected to. Yeah, so I'm sorry. It's kind of I don't need your sorry. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, um, all of it. Um, I've been dealing with that. It's really really hard, and. The stress with homework, going to bed late, only getting a bare minimum of four or five, three hours of sleep. Yeah, I get that. Mm. It's just been hectic. It's been, yeah, it's been really, really hectic. Everyone's losing their minds. And the fact is, I'm not good. I've, yeah, I've, been, I've also gotten some new positions in school, which requires me to take some responsibility. So it takes a lot of my time. <laughs> Please say it. No. Please. No. So anyways, you want to talk about the reno? You want to talk about my terror? Yes. Jay is a president of his school. Oh God. And he is, <laughs> he was recently, um, um, given the position of class president. So he wants to have a reign of terror over his school. So, and they're booing me again. 
Uh, they're booing you, I think. Yeah, they are booing you. Yeah, man. Sorry, I don't even know if that, that was the boo button, but yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So Jay is the president of school. So yeah, can you have like a round of applause? Jay, yes. Thank you for giving uh, Jay a round of applause. He is the president of his school. So yes, Jay, congratulations on uh, winning the the position. I'm very proud of you. No, thank you very much. But, uh, but of course, with that comes with a lot of <clears throat> it comes position to, yeah. and a yeah. lot of responsibility. So yeah. Thank you very much for understanding. You're the best co-host a man can ever ask for. Thank you. Thank you. Give him a round of applause. Good, good, good. <laughs> Thank well, you. how Thank have you, how have you been? Besides, before we get to the topic, how have you been recently? Oh, I have been, um, weird. I have been really weird. Last week has been, um, not as great as expected it to be. It's, uh, it started off with a really, really low note, uh, from last week. Um, we recently lost a family member oh. that we were quite close to, um, passed away from. Uh, cancer which was really sad um, so it's been hard i don't know it's been really really hard trying to navigate through that like loss loss is weird <coughs> um losing people is tough emotions are weird <laughs> it's not fun to feel um not, like that not at all it's not this you, it's never really good to have that feeling of just losing someone isn't easy. It's not True. really to have that feeling. Accepting the fact that, that it's happened gone. and they're gone True. is not the easiest thing. And let me tell you something. Grief absolutely has no deadline. Mm. And I, I... Oh, that's so funny. Someone else recently told me that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, that person must be very, very smart. Mm. So grief has no deadline. Grief has... But the pain does. Yeah, the pain the, does. The pain. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything is going to be okay because I don't know for certain. But what I can say... Mm is that God can, God will make this situation better and you mm, can grow amen. stronger out of it and mm. carry the lessons. And don't, they're not gone. Just carry the lessons and memories and they the gave that you. they had <coughs> within I'm, you. So yeah. I'm um, so sorry for that. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. So yeah, um, there was, there's been that. School has been quite hectic. Um, ooh, ooh, this is very interesting. <laughs> um, last couple of days, I've been spending a lot of time with creatives. I've been spending quite a bit of time with creative. So there's this, um, so she's a parent at our school and um, she's really, she's an Emmy award-winning writer. She's, uh, she directs movies, um, all this type of stuff. And we had a really good conversation yesterday. So she has this movie coming out and she's starting shooting on July and she has a movie coming out, um, I think by December, I believe. It's a Christmas movie. So like the timing will be perfect. And then also uh, got to spend time with a poet. It's called Mufasa. And he's a very big poet here in Kenya. Like he's very, he's quite famous. He has a lot of shows. It was very interesting spending time with all these creatives and just like having the conversations with them and talking. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like we're all kind of going through the same thing. Like when we have a creative run, we do the exact same thing. When we're feeling anxious on stage, when we're feeling anxious in performing, we kind of have the same thing. And, and that's where like this idea of, like this, that's where the idea of this podcast was birthed yesterday, having a conversation with, with Mufasa, especially. And he was telling me how when he grew up, when he was growing up, he was like, um, someone asked him, how do you battle stage fright? And then he was told he practiced a lot in front of the mirror. And he was really scared at first. <laughs> like, Ooh. like he was like, it doesn't matter how big your platform might be, but anxiety catches it, all of us. It never leaves you. Exactly. It doesn't matter how famous you are. It doesn't matter how small you are. <laughs> But anxiety 
captures all of us. So yeah, I wanted to ask you, Jay, how is, especially now that you're like the president of your school now, I'm pretty sure you have to do like announcements and all that type of stuff. And I'm I'm sure because knowing you from the past like eight years, almost nine years now, it's you've been you've not you've not been the most extroverted person in the world. So how does it feel to be like now going to a space of having to <clears throat> to deal with having to be on stage and having to have presence on like in front of a crowd of people and like being like the leader? How does it feel to have you been battling like anxiety in that way? Number well, that is a very, 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 very good question. Honestly, a very unique question. Thank you very, very much for going in depth and asking mm. asking me that question. Course, no one's course, no course. no one's actually really asked me how I feel about it. Mm. But before I start, I just want to say something about Mr. Mufasa. He's right. Mm. A lot of people always have this assumption that celebrities are perfect. They are confident but they still go through a lot of things yeah, and feeling is scared is one of them. That is very true. So I really feel like we should cut a few of them some slack because they still go through their own issues. Mm. And the perfect assumption that they don't have anything going on with their health, with their mental health and fear and anxiety. Is a lie. It's a complete <laughs> that lie. That is a lie. True. And what he said really, I think a lot of celebrities can really agree on that. So mm-hmm. shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Mufasa. He's not, not the, from like Lion King Mufasa, but his name is... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shout out to Mufasa, man. So studio audience. Thank you. At least you're doing something, right? Mm-hmm. So that okay, I've never really yeah, I'm not like you said, I'm not I've never been the most extroverted person mm-hmm. in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Especially due to the fact that I've always been very, very very shy and reserved and I really don't like talking unless I'm with people I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. but I've never really had an issue actually talking on stage per se yes I've been scared and I've and I when I when I get anxiety I sweat on my feet (laughs) that's so true you know I remember I was okay. watching uh, Survivor Series 2016 with Jay. That was a good one. It was though. the most hectic match I've ever seen in my whole life. The, the hour-long six-man tag. Yeah, so that I was sitting with him. It was in the middle of the night. I was sitting with Jay and everything. And we were sitting on the ground watching because we were so like anxious. We couldn't sit down. We were standing up. There were so many like different moments of anxiety in that in the whatever. And I remember after the whatever was over... I remember switching on the lights and like right under Jay's feet was like a puddle of, of, of sweat. And he was like, a, like you could, you could drain his socks and like water would come out. It was like the funniest thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Before all of you judge me. Yes, I know it's scripted. I'm not dumb. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. But you, that moment was good. It was the first time you actually got excited for that yeah, paper yeah, after true, years true. of being disappointed by it. Yeah, but hey, the sweat from your feet was like the funniest. It was the highlights of the whole, the whole night. So yeah, I've always gotten, I've always really, when I get scared, I sweat on my feet. Mm. But talking in front of others, it's not what bothers me. Mm. What bothers me is the fact that people usually laugh. Uh, when I, I talk, see. when I'm uh, trying to I motivate see. people, I love motivating people. Mm-hmm. It's even though, even though I, re, even though I'm, I don't really have to care about what you're going through, mm-hmm. especially because I'm talking with kids too. Yeah, kids mm-hmm. from different places. Yeah, I like trying to motivate them, but at the same time, trying to make it relatable for the big kids. Mm-hmm. So the laughing and stuff like that, that 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 really does get to me sometimes, mm-hmm. and I do feel scared, and I do. My leg shakes and I don't know what to mm. do, but I just, 
breathe in and think about what if they were in my position? Yeah. How would they feel? Yeah. Being up here. That's so, true. Making speeches isn't really hard for me. Like this podcast has really, and Benji, he's really helped me know how to improvise in a very mm. tact- tactical situation. Yeah, how so to like get out of your space. Yeah. Mm. So improvising the part, that's easy, very easy. Mm. But the fact is you just feel so judged around you. Yeah. You feel like people don't care. Like, why are you doing this? Especially because you feel really judged. You feel like people are talking about you. Mm. And you're trying to combat all these different thoughts. In your head, running yeah. around. Yeah, true. Yeah, you overthink <laughs> the situation. And thing is, overthinking can be very good or bad. True. Overthinking can help you prepare for disappointment. You can think ahead of the possibilities and prepare yourself for that disappointment or failure. Mm. But at the same time, when you're doing things right, you can... Those dark thoughts really come to you and you end up screwing it up. Yeah, yeah, know what you mean. So... I really overthink it, mm. but I think about the podcast and I think about what my purpose is mm, Yeah, to get the message out there. Mm, yeah, yeah. And one of the speeches I said is about, it's about, it was about change. Mm. The whole change thing, the guy, the older guys looked bored out of death when I was saying it, but mm. I said, listen, you don't have to listen to this, but it may help in the future. And believe me, it won't be my reputation or character that's on the line. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, mm. a lot of re-wondering what am I doing here? Mm. I mean. That may sound weird and very inconsistent and very incoherent, but I really hope people get the clear picture. There's always a sense of doubt, different fear, yeah. worry. Yeah, different thoughts running through your head, some of which that don't even make sense. Mm. True. What about you? Like you are a very strong, very strong leader, and a mm. lot of Thank people you. We, yeah, of course, of course. Even even these people agree, <laughs> these pissants. <laughs> yes. But I, you're, you're a strong leader, and I feel like a lot of people rely on you, like being at church, at school, even at random places. A lot of people rely on you constantly. Mm. And because you're always that dude who knows how to make a decision on the fly and it will work out in the end. Mm. And you always have to deal with all of this. Do, how, does that fear, does that... Like, does that fear of failure come on to you? The fear of letting people down mm. or the fear of just screwing up the entire situation that yeah. causes you to maybe overthink it. And then you end up maybe screwing it up somehow. How do you feel about constantly being relied on and how do you try combat those doubts? Mm. I think at first, yeah. before we get there, let's just like do an overview of what anxiety is. Anxiety is the intense, excessive and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. So it can like, it, it could be little, the littlest things. Like the fast heart rates or like the rapid breathing, the sweating. And just all these feelings of anxiety and like being overwhelmed by it, by the world. Have you ever like had like a situation where it's like um, people are being called like up on stage or something like that. Yeah. And then you you have the fear that they might call you up and then your heart is beating yeah. out of your chest. You can feel it in your head. And it's like, it's like this like vibration in your head. That's like the worst type of anxiety. And you feel like your entire body is vibrating. Like your whole, yes. Like you feel like it's, your heart is beating everywhere. And like that's, that those little things, those like intense, excessive, persistent uh, feelings of worry and fear. <clears throat> that's what anxiety is. I think for me, 
I dealt with anxiety. I still feel like I deal with anxiety right now. If someone tries to call me up on stage, if I need to make a hard phone call, my heart will beat so hard into like all throughout my body. If someone calls me up on stage, and even if I know I'm supposed to go on stage, me like like moments before, I'm terrified. I I stutter sometimes. There's some points where I'm even speaking, and I feel like I need to take a second and exhale and be like, <sighs> like, and then keep speaking because I feel like when I speak, sometimes I I can't breathe. You know, and it's just those little things that dealing with anxiety and it's like, wow, okay, I've just been dealing with this thing for so long. Uh, but I think that quite recently I've become better at it. So um, after COVID, <clears throat> I tried to venture into more uncomfortable parts of my life. Like, Getting out of your comfort yes, zone. Yes, exactly. So I started doing things that made me uncomfortable. Just just to try them out, just to step out of my comfort zone so I can actually, I don't know, be better in who I was and just try to become a better person. So um, in school, okay, because like we're finishing this year, because we're the seniors, we don't really have positions to fill because it's like you guys are leaving anyways. So there's no point of like giving you a position in the student council. But nonetheless, I digress. So yeah, <clears throat> in church, um, I teach. Um, yeah. I teach Sunday school. Um, I am in the worship team. But then I also lead Once worship. in a while, admin when no one's around. Yeah, I, I'm the worship team. Sometimes I do admin. I lead worship in the teen space. Um, what else? Uh, what the the, the, the little kids? Yeah, I teach little kids. Um, I, I lead worship in, no, uh, no, like you in the see, kids in the yeah. teen space. Yeah, you, I lead worship in the main space, like where everyone goes to church. I, yeah. I, I do, I, I'm also in the worship team there. And I teach, um, I teach preteens and teenagers for... Not for a living, but I do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's more of uh, <laughs> trying to give to society and trying to teach and trying to help people the best way you can and yeah. prepare young minds from the for the cruel, harsh world. Mm. <laughs> True. Um, I have a YouTube channel and I I go on cameras and I am like online for a living. Like I have an online presence. This this podcast which has hundreds like thousands of people listening from all around the world i have a platform online and i think all these things i've been like wow i've just been i would have never thought of doing this three years ago like if you were to like yourself like you're 13 i believe your old self let's say let's say 10 year old self let's say okay because i'm turning 17 so let's 10, say year, 10 yeah. 11 12 10 11 years old i was so anxious out of my mind that I would have never thought of having an, a, a platform or people that actually listen to me when I speak or positions in a space or a position of leadership or authority. But now, and I think because of that, at such an, a young age, anxiety stems from very many things. Yeah. I, it stems from very many things. I find people who get bullied a lot when they're kids to be the most anxious people. And I genuinely understand that because I have been bullied as a kid. When I was a kid, I was bullied so much. Mm -hmm. Like, so I used to get beat up. I used to get picked on. I used to be the person. I was the bum of all the jokes. Oh, it was horrible. Like, I remember this time <clears throat> I got beat up this one time. And it was like so bad. And I remember after that... <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Oh, hey, I have a thirsty. So yeah, thirst? no, I'm drinking hot water here. So yeah, I remember after after that, from a very young age, I always used to think so much about what people thought about me, you know. And I was so fearful 
of everyday situations of going to school. I used to be the kid, even I feel like right now, I when I wake up, I don't feel hungry because I have that thing of the anxiety of going to school. I oh, when I was a kid, it was so bad. There were times I used to feel like I need to go to the washroom before I leave for school because if I go to school, I will just like take a dump on myself. And I was like, it was so weird. But I feel like like school just it brought out a lot of bad memories and yeah I think that's really because I also used to get bullied at school so that was one yeah. thing so every spot had a like every like behind each spot each position in school like each place behind it had a story yeah exactly I was bullied in school bullied at home so there was like no safe space for me and because of that I used to get so scared and I used to live with this fear. Of when I go to school, someone is just out to get me for no reason at all, just for my existence. When I come back home, the bully who used to bully me at home will want to just beat me up for no reason or pick on me for no reason or insult me for no reason. And I'm like, yo, I can't go anywhere. And that's where why I think every single space I ventured into, every single place that I went to, I was scared because I didn't want someone to say something mean to me or someone to have a opinion of, of me that I didn't like about myself or just point something out that I just... Some, something you didn't want to hear. Exactly. Someone just told me something mean. I'm like, okay, I don't want... I didn't want to hear this. Like, I, I just want to live my life. And anxiety stems from... From a lot of things. It can come from childhood. The fear of... Of, of not being provided for. That's one thing. I think if you came from a family or from a situation that was lacking. Financially. Um, emotionally. Physically, physically, even if you had an absent uh, parent or an absent family member, any of that stuff, or it's just because the dynamic was you're worried that you're not going to get provided for in this, especially I think for financially. If you came from a family where it's like not every single day would you find food on the table, you're scared that tomorrow you might not have food on the table. You get so you're scared of a situation that is not even happening yet because you're constantly worried does this person have enough money to pay for this. Or like, will there? Will I have school fees tomorrow? Will I be able to go to school? Will we get evicted tomorrow? Contemplating and, about what's to happen in the future. Exactly, and even relationship-wise and everything, you, that's why you feel scared that people will not love you enough, or like you're not good enough for people because you're you're scared of a situation that's not even happening. All these things, that's anxiety. It's the worry, the intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about every single day situation. And it's such a weird, like, concept to just, like, wrap around because it's so wide and everyone can go through it in their own way and people have different experiences with anxiety. People break down, and I understand breaking down because I have, I've had anxiety breakdown. I've had panic attacks, all these things, and it's really weird, weird to go through them. It's so weird. Like, you're there and you, can, you can't breathe and you're crying and you can't breathe and you're so scared for no reason. <laughs> It's like, it's not like someone has a gun to your head, <clears throat> but I remember having this panic attack as a kid because I was supposed to go on stage and I couldn't. And I was so scared. A performance. Yeah. It was like a performance. I was, I was supposed to do a solo. Yeah. And I remember see, so scared. I had a panic attack. I just started crying and I was sitting on the floor with my teacher and <clears throat> I was just crying and crying. And so I was so scared. My heart was beating so fast and I was scared and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, everyone thought I had asthma and I'm like, I don't have asthma. I'm just scared. <laughs> so I was like, okay. But yeah, um, having a panic attack, feeling anxious in all these ways. It's so, it's so weird. But yeah, I feel like this is why I wanted to talk about this. Cause I feel like so many people go through it 
so many teenagers go through it. It's so weird. Have you ever walked into a space where you can tell, you can feel something just fell Some, somewhere in the house? Hope no one got hurt. Hope no one got hurt. Okay. You know, you can feel like the anxiety radiating through the room. Oh, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, First off, I'm very, very sorry for what you went through as a child. I'm also very sorry for what you went through as a child. Thank you. I I myself have gone through my own cases of anxiety. Mm. It really had nothing to... Okay, yes, it did have a lot to do with my own childhood, which wasn't perfect in its own rights. Went through a lot of bad stuff. Stuff that really caused me to grow up and think different... Grow up a bit quickly and think differently. Survive and... My mom always taught me in many cases to just survive, Mm -hmm. whether the situation is bad or good, just learn how to survive and learn how, learn to take what you, what you're given, whether you like it or not. I was always very, I was always picked on Mm -hmm. by a lot of kids who are bigger than me. Growing up, I could fight. Of course I could fight. Mm. I always used to get into fights in school. They used to pick on me. My self-esteem was bad. I had no friends Mm, I understand that. Yeah, I came home. It was the same story. I I, I didn't have any panic attacks or stuff like that. Mm. I've always I, I've always been the type who always just knew how to control his own emotions. Mm. Like I'd cry. For, I can cry for the stupidest things, but the big things. Mm, you're like, nope, not crying today. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'd always come home with a couple of bruises. I'd always sometimes I'd even bleed. Mm. Not like bleed, bleed, bleed buckets to a point where you can see blood. Mm. But you know... Just a tiny... Just tiny, tiny scars yeah. and mm. stuff like that. Some... A few fractures here and there. Mm. But... And I was always... I, it's part of the reason I always hated school. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It's... When I, when I graduate, I just won't look at it as fondly as mm. other people will. Mm. So it's it always gave me that anxiety. I always questioned whether I was good enough, whether I was even whether it was even whether I was even worth being here. Mm. I always questioned whether anyone would like me. Whether I'm just maybe I'm just weird. Maybe maybe it's just me. Yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, that, that feeling. And and you can just and you know as you grow up you become a lot more self aware of what people think of you. Yeah, true. When you're a kid, you don't really care as much. Yeah. Yeah. But as you grow up and you the, you're taught things about the world, you go through a lot of things. You just really start beginning. It builds up your self awareness, mm. and it's a good thing. You experience but it's also a bad thing. Yeah, it's also a bad thing because it takes away a lot of your innocence and person. freedom. Yeah, like you, there's so many free spirited people. I remember. So in this, I I love this child. So there's this um <clears throat> kid in our school, and this kid, I could put very. Confidently say, I want to be like this kid when I grow up. <laughs> this kid is so, she's so young, but she's so free spirited. And she's the type of person, it's like, have you ever seen those people like running in meadows with the wind and she's like, like just like chasing after butterflies? She's that. Child. She just takes, she just goes, she just follows her own vibe. She's so free. I remember this one time, I remember um, I was with her, right? And she found a butterfly started flying around her and she was chasing this butterfly like around the field, just with the wind and in the meadow and all that stuff. And I was like, wow. Like she was part of the wind. Yes. And then she, she went, so now in the school, we have like this nature lounge. So it's like a lounge surrounded. It's like seats surrounded with nature and all that stuff. And over there, is like there's a lot of bird's nests. 
So she, after chasing the butterfly, she ended up in the, in the, in the lounge and she just sat there and she heard the birds tweeting and she started singing with the birds and just like twirling around in circles. And I was like, "Ah, I wish she's so cool. Like I want to be like her. Like she's a great person to be around. Yeah. She's so, and she's like less than five years old. She's like five or six years old. And she just, she's so connected with the world and she can see She's she's does not care about what anyone else is thinking. Yeah, big as yeah, that actually that's a free spirited person. Yeah. We were like that I as kids like once. Her. She's so cool. Yeah. She's literally like the coolest person I know. I think we all need to be like that. But thing is, we all used to be like that. But as we grew up, we discovered different things. We went through different things. Yeah, like. If you show that to a regular person, they will tell you that is embarrassing. I wouldn't be caught dead doing that. But she's so cool. Uh, if there's one person I, I'd love to be when I grow up, it's that young girl. Like, she's so cool. As in her expression of who she is. She's not afraid to be unapologetically herself. Like She does not care what anyone else is thinking. She doesn't care about what the world says about her. But I think, I pray she stays that way. I pray someone tells her, don't ever just stop being. I I, I I hate the fact that I'm moving. Like, I'm finishing school this year. So I've, I, I'm not going to get the chance to see her, like, like four years from now. And if she's still in the same school, just be like, yo, just keep being you. Don't let anyone else tell you that you're weird because you're so cool. <laughs> she's like the coolest person. I pray she listens to this thing like 10 years from now. And she's like, oh, my God, is that me? That's okay. She's so cool. And she's like five years old and she's just like the most free spirited person. And it's just like, she's like the coolest person to be around. So yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I'm um, just thinking about how, like when you're a kid, um, as you said, you kind of like when you become self-aware. Yeah. A lot more self-aware of what <coughs> the, everyone thinks of you. Yeah. Or a lot of the problems that have been occurring. Yeah. True. You begin to just like worry about stuff. You think about like, I think when, when you're a kid, you don't care how you dress. Yeah. Have you noticed this? Kids don't care how they're dressed. They ask their parents oh. to dress. Their parents dress them. Because they don't care. Their parents can come up with something horrendous. Horrendous. And the kid yeah. will still wear it. But when they're 10, when they're like 10, when they're, they're pre-teen tween, years. When they're, when they're in their tween years, that's when they're like, oh my God, they're starting to think about what other people might think about their outfit. Yeah, yeah they... And they're like, okay. And they start getting exposed to social media. Yeah. And I remember before 10 years old, I'd never tell my mom to not pick out clothes for me. After it, when I turned 11, 12, that's when I was telling my mom, no, 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 no. I don't want to wear this. I want you, you pick that. But what I want to wear, I'm not wearing this. I wouldn't be caught, Think about I wouldn't be caught dead. I would never be caught dead wearing this. <laughs> Trust me. And then I began thinking about like, <laughs> like, um, because I became self-aware. Because I was exposed to social media, because I was exposed to what other people think, what other people were thinking about me, because I became more aware than self-aware. I was thinking about what everyone else was thinking about me. So I was like, okay, now I need to change up my dynamic and wear different things because because of what other because of what everyone else is wearing, <laughs> because everyone else is doing this thing, and now because you start thinking about everything else and everyone else apart from yourself, you become scared and you become worried for and it's not like anyone cares just that's like my my one piece of advice if you miss everything else in the whole podcast don't miss this everyone around you is an npc a non-playable character understand this no one in the world apart from your family or your friends all this no one really cares what you do where you do it when you do it 
no one cares. Let me just be honest. Like, this is the best advice. The reason why I can go out and film in the middle of an airport, the reason I can go out and do things that are outside my comfort zone, the reason I can do stupid stuff with my best friends is because I've realized that everyone around me is an NPC. I can do something today. Have you, you know, when you were a kid and then as a kid, you can fall in the middle of in public and you wouldn't care. What's up? You'll just pick yourself pick back yourself up, up and run again. Exactly. But when you're an adult, falling is like the most embarrassing thing, thing ever. Have you ever seen someone fall in the middle of public like a, an adult? It's so, I can feel the secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. And you just cringe when you see, yes. when you see someone say something so out of line. Exactly. But when you're a kid, you can do so much with no care in the world because you're like, oh, I'm just a kid. No one cares. And if you have that same mentality as a kid, that no one cares because it's true. No one cares. I could have seen someone fall yesterday, three hours ago. That's a passing thought. I saw them fall. Okay. I'm not going to go to sleep thinking about them falling. I'm not going to go to, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep thinking about myself and what I've been through and what I'm thinking about myself. But when I think about, if I think how everyone else is thinking, I live a free life because not re- not everyone is thinking about me. I, I could have fallen in the middle of the street today. And everyone is just going about their day. Yeah. But 30 minutes from now, they will forget it happened. They may laugh about it, sure. Yeah, they, they'll laugh for the, in the moment. Yeah. But three hours from now, they're not going to care. They'll even, I think they'll even forget about it. It will just become another distant memory. Yeah, it, it's gone from the cortex. It's gone. And that's like the best advice I can give you. Stop worrying about what everyone else is thinking about you because no one really cares. And if they do care, really, the thing is, what I've also noticed is one of the reasons kids, teenagers, even adults Mm. struggle with anxiety at school, the workplace is because of pressure to be like everyone else. Exactly. Like I had, okay, I'm not going to reveal who, but one thing is this. I remember having a conversation with someone Mm. We're talking about music. Yeah. We're just talking about music. And this guy, like, and it was just a bunch of jokes. It was like on a site. Yeah. We're talking about music and stuff like that. Then I mentioned how music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, yes. early 2000s, mid 2000s to mid to mid 2010s. Those were the times music was great. And I compared it to the music today, which I personally found piss poor, but hey. <laughs> What are you going to say? Yeah, but still. And then he said something about how people will clown you. Ooh. Commercial break. Commercial break. Anyways, very sorry about that. We had to take a quick commercial break. We got a very important phone call about a very important situation. Anyways, so where we're were back. We? Yeah, we're back. We were going for like 10 minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Jay, what were you saying? I was saying... You know how sometimes you often try be like other people so you can feel accepted. Yeah, true. And there's this conversation I was having with a person and we were talking about music. It was a conversation about music and I was talking about how nothing beats the classics. Yeah, like true. good some good old school music. And I'm not talking like old school like way back in the bygone era or when the de- or when the Dead Sea was sick or something like that. Yeah. But like that's what I was trying to contemplate that that's my music taste mm-hmm. and this guy was saying if you play that at a party people will clown on you and they won't enjoy it and they'll think you're a weirdo mm. I remember telling him does it matter 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter because just because they're clowning on something that you enjoy doesn't mean you have to change your tastes for them. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean you have to try to be like everyone else because I personally believe it makes you stand out. It really does make you stand out. And trying to be like everyone else constantly, it'll just make you feel sad. It'll make you not accept who you truly are. And I just don't feel like it's right. And when you meet other people in the future, you are really going to contemplate whether you should show them who you are. You'll maybe you'll try play a fake character so they so up to like you'll try play a fake character up to social standards or what's accepted in the society and so they can like you instead of being yourselves. You'll try phase out what makes you you just so you can appease to other people. All because you have that anxiety that no one will like you. You'll feel scared all about being yourself. And I personally believe it's absolutely wrong to try change your whole perception, your yeah, whole so personality. True. That is very true. Just to appease to others. Just because you have anxiety about people not liking you or fear that you won't be accepted doesn't mean you have to change everything you like, everything that makes you you just to appease to others. Exactly. Don't change who you are because someone else might have different opinion about you. You know? So yeah. <clears throat> I think the main thing I was trying to talk about here is Okay we, okay, we did have a list of ways. Let me just like give you like the, the list of ways on how to, um, to cope with anxiety. So number one, I think something that has helped me quite recently has been practicing breathing. Breathing is so underrated. Whenever I have moments of I'm feeling overwhelmed, I, I did this with a friend recently. And I remember at some point I was very overwhelmed with the conversation. And I was like, okay, let's take a second and let's just breathe. Breathing, um, especially deep breathing. I found this thing of you take one big inhale, you hold it, breathe in again, just a tiny pocket of air, and then breathe out fully for like 10 seconds. So you breathe in for seven, for six seconds, hold it for seven seconds, and then you breathe out for eight seconds. That really helps. So basically, deep breathing exercises helps calm your nervous system and it reduces anxiety. So just take slow, deep breaths in through your nose and then exhale slowly through your mouth. And then someone else is exercise like engage and regular exercise. oh yeah that is so true exercising it's a real stress reliever exactly workouts working out really helps so physical activity releases endorphins this is a physical thing that the body does so it releases endorphins so with, endorphins are basically a natural mood booster so when you have when you exercise your body makes you happy <laughs> simple so you exercise may- because physical activity releases endorphins and regular exercise can help reduce anxiety and overall like improve your health your well-being all that stuff yeah and i really want to add some points to that believe me exercising isn't as enjoyable <laughs> yes it may not be that enjoyable yeah, it doesn't start off as a desire it starts yeah. off as a discipline discipline yeah. turns into a desire so if you want you have to be disciplined to do it do it every single day and then at some point you'll be like oh my god i didn't work out today yeah then you're, yeah you're gonna feel disappointed because it's now ingrained in your life exactly and working out the whole changing yeah it's good for your health and stuff mm-hmm. but it really makes you feel good about yourself the whole of reducing anxiety thing part of why you're in that uh, part of the why the reason it reduces anxiety is because it gives you a good confidence and self-esteem boost yeah, true, true. which makes you not care about what other people think because you're improving yourself, yourself. yeah True, 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 true. That's so true. And another thing is get enough sleep. Lack of sleep can <sighs> exacerbate um, anxiety symptoms by like tenfold. If you don't sleep, you'll be tired and stressed because lack of sleep um, 
is such a bad thing. That's why I really encourage people before you even do anything to, to like to improve your mental health. Number one, sleep. Sleep eight hours as much as you can. Just try to sleep. So yeah, um, make sure you prioritize a good sleeping hygiene by sticking to a consistent sleep schedule and creating a relaxing bedtime routine. So get off your phone for like the last hour of your day. That's what I've been doing recently. I've been getting off of screens for like the last hour. I read a book. I do my Rubik's Cube, which I've become so good at. Oh, this man is a <laughs> master on the cube. Yeah, I can solve the Rubik's Cube. Like I think I started doing a Rubik's Cube last week and I can solve it in under two minutes. And I think that's pretty cool. I genuinely think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Found a new talent. Give this man a round of applause Thanks. for discovering something new. Thank you. Thank you. See? Yeah, just appreciate nice. you. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, get enough sleep and have a relaxing bedtime routine. And then another thing is limit caffeine and alcohol. Definitely limit caffeine and alcohol for all the teenagers who are listening to this. Please, I hope you're not taking alcohol if you're a teenager. Uh, I don't think it's a good thing for you to be doing, especially at this age. If you're between the ages of 13 and 19, I really hope you're not taking alcohol. And I really hope that you're not addicted to coffee. That would be sad because it's too early to be addicted to coffee in your life. Or any source of caffeine, like energy drinks. Exactly. Both caffeine and alcohol, they increase anxiety levels. So make sure you limit your intake and you av- or you even avoid them altogether. Drink water. Water really, really helps. And um, and no smoking. Yeah, no smoking. Smoke. is a very bad habit. If you can avoid them altogether, perfect. But understand that um, they increase anxiety levels. So do this, especially if you notice that they worsen your anxiety symptoms. Another thing is just practice mindfulness and meditation. Read the Bible. Personally, I feel like God has like been telling me to make this podcast uh, a platform to represent who he is. And I feel like I want to do that much more. And I just want to get, give you guys a verse. John, no, not John. Joshua chapter 1 verse 3. It says, do not be afraid. Uh, do not be discouraged. Be, no, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for I am with you. Uh, every single place that you go. So God is with you. Just understand that he is with you in every single place that you go. So please practice mindfulness and meditation. Mindfulness and meditation techniques can help you to focus on the present moments and to reduce anxiety. Lock in with God. Like my, when your spirit is at peace, nothing can shake you. Trust me. When your spirit is at peace, when you are actually having a good, solid relationship with God, nothing can shake you. So yeah, focus on the present moment and then that can help reduce anxiety. And um, yeah, exercise, being calm, clarity, reading the Bible, all this stuff can help you have such calmness and such clarity. Especially because it's a safe place. Exactly. Do it. Do it all the time. Do you, would you like to add some depth into that or do you want to leave any closing message to that part? Um, yeah, I think one thing, uh, another thing, this is just me getting into this, but if you don't have a relationship with God, please do. Like, please do. I don't think you understand. That could be like the best if you've forgotten every other thing, don't forget this. That is the best decision that I've ever made in my whole life. Jay, you can attest. It's also the best. I hope it's the best decision that you ever made. It has. It is. Sorry. I'm sorry. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to be the best decision I've ever made in my whole life. Before, before my relationship with God, I was depressed, sad. I was addicted to so many things. I was feeling lost. I was self-harming myself. I was doing so many negative things. You were going through an identity crisis. I was, yeah, I was in the worst space that I could have ever been in. But when I got saved, when I understood who the king was, when I began to to have a relationship with with with, with God, is when I felt so whole. Because he only he says that he has he gives he has the gift of peace that suppresses all understanding. And it's like whenever you have a relationship with God is you can have so much peace knowing that 
your future is secure, your present is sanctified, and who you are is completely transformed. You get so that's definitely something I'd just say. Please, if you have um any type of issues in your life, God does not care who you are, what you've been through. He wants you to get transformed through him. And he's not even saying, Come to me, change, clean yourself up before you come to me. He's telling you right now, this could be you. Oh, Holy Spirit, this is me telling this is the Holy Spirit working through me right now to tell you if you're going through something right now that he wants you in his presence. He doesn't care what you did 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago, right now. He doesn't care if you could have watched pornography before this. He doesn't care if you would have smoked a blunt before this right now or done something horrible. It doesn't matter if you slept with someone, if you have killed someone, he doesn't care. He's taking you as you are and he's telling you right now, this is the day of you getting saved. Despite all the terrible things you've done Mm. and never use being saved as a crutch because there are people who are saved and they'll still do unspeakable acts and use the I'm saved thing. Yeah. Yeah. But still, but understand that who you are will not be the same. I am so different than who I was last year because of what God has done in my life. So I definitely just tell you, please have a relationship with God. If you think that today is the day that you want to get saved, I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me, use your platform for the expansion of my kingdom. I just wanted to pray for you right now. So if this is you, if you don't want to listen to this, that's cool. Yeah, happily <laughs> possible. If you don't, aren't really as a religious person or anything, it's okay. But... This has changed my life. It's changed Jay's life. It's changed my closest friends' lives. It's completely set my life on a completely different course. So I want if if you want to accept this gift of salvation, just pray this gift, this prayer after me. Father Lord, thank you for this day. Father Lord, thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for sending your only son to die on the cross just for me. Thank you that he lived. Thank you that he died. Thank you that he rose again for me to be with you. So Father Lord, I accept this gift of salvation and Lord, I take you for who you are in my life. Lord, change me, renew me, transform me. I'm yours in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've received this gift, then that's awesome. If you've not, then we're here if you still want to. (laughs) We're still here. And yeah, I feel like God's really telling me that like your platform is changing. <laughs> this platform will be there for the expansion of his kingdom. This, pl- this podcast is completely changing. This is a new season. Trust me. This is a new season. So yeah, other than that, um, plug into community. Have people around you. Reach out to friends, family, support groups to share your feelings and your concerns. Talking about anxiety with trusted inv- individuals can help provide a sense of comfort, even perspective. And acceptance exactly so it helps you to deal with stuff challenge negative thoughts uh, negative thoughts fuel anxiety they practice identifying and challenging negative thoughts or ir- irrational thoughts um, by replacing them with more positive and realistic ones and then another one would definitely be prioritize self-care engage in activities that bring you joy and relaxation take time uh, for yourself to do the things that you love such as hobbies reading taking baths spending time in nature Filming stuff, whatever it might be. Quite recently, I've begun filming on my laptop camera. Just random videos and talking. Like, I have a whole section of my... Like, I have two tabs on my laptop, right? And, like, my main tab is what I do my normal work on, all that stuff. But my other one is just me talking to the camera. So, boom. Just saying random. Just saying random stuff. Just getting thoughts <laughs> out of my sweet. head. That's sweet. That's cool. That's so, yeah. Sweet. The next one, establish a routine. Create a structured routine that can provide a sense of stability or control, which can help to reduce anxiety. So plan your days, set goals, establish a consistent schedule for you to actually do the thing that you love 
And so you can actually feel in a way in control. Because I feel like anxiety makes you feel like you're not in control. So Yeah, like someone is fighting for your bo- fighting for your life. Exactly. And then uh, if needed, seek professional help. Go to a therapist. Go see a doctor. If anxiety significantly interferes with your daily life and you're coping strategies aren't enough consider seeking help from a mental health professional you can listen to the podcast i think that helps pretty much we're not we don't have a license <laughs> we're not professionals but uh you think you can still listen to the podcast listen uh if you have a friend that is dealing with all this stuff uh my best advice would tell them to seek professional help be there for them and um just um like you know like recommend them the group danger podcast yeah anyways <clears throat> and um please don't make them feel like they're alone. Yeah, true. And another thing, um, yeah, mental health professionals can provide guidance, support, and the additional tools that you need to manage your anxiety effectively. But yeah, remember it's essential to find coping strategies that work best for you, but it may take some time to discover which techniques are most effective in managing anxiety. So, And yeah. even though we don't, we may not have much time left, but we would, um, Benji, would you like to add something else before I go ahead? No, no, I'm done. I think um, we're going to list like maybe six, eight coping techniques you can use to manage your anxiety. Would you like to go first? I just did. Hmm? I thought all that was like... No, as in, as in, yeah, that's all too good. Those are all on what to do if you have anxiety, but personal coping mechanisms. Those were coping mechanisms. No, like hobbies and stuff like oh, different hobbies. types of hobbies, like different types, like what we would do. If we're in those situations, like we don't have the money to get a professional, to get oh, professional help. Oh yeah, I get that. Mm. Like, or if someone may not have that circle mm. or maybe they just don't know what to do. Mm. I'd personally, I'm not, not going to tell you, I'm not going to say this because it may sound really generic, but find something relatable, find a hobby that's a bit relatable to what you are going through. I'm not saying go out of your comfort zone, but find a hobby in which you can relate with it. Mm-hmm. Something that will help you feel accepted. Like you have a purpose, mm-hmm. something that'll make you feel like you have a purpose and you aren't alone in doing anything. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Number one, man, to cry. Simple. Cry. You want to, <laughs> that's like the best advice I can give someone. Cry. Crying helps. I have cried so much in the last few weeks. Oh, does it? Crying helps. Crying is like the most emotionally healthy. It's the... I think... Benji, become more articulate. Please really speak. Anyways, crying is the strongest thing that I think a person can do. Crying has to be the strongest thing a person could ever do. I think vulnerability <laughs> is so strong. Like oh, being in a place where you're allowing yourself to feel the worst of it is the strongest thing you can do. So yeah, cry. Have your emotional health. If you feel like you want to cry, go and cry. I'm not going to tell you, no, don't cry about it. Cry. For all the guys listening out to this, cry. Let the floodgates open and feel it. Feel Because if you don't feel stuff, you're hindering your emotional health. Crying helps healing. I've... Are you done? Yeah. Jay doesn't cry. Um... Um. Oh, sorry. Be uh, articulate. Um, what Benji said about crying, I it's not really something I'm personally used to. Like Benji, he's the most open person in the world. If he's Thank going you. through something, he will tell oh, you. Girl, yeah, to call you and cry. Yeah, he you know. will 
Benji will wake up at 1 a.m. in the morning and be like, just yeah. because he thought about something that bad that happened in the past, and he'll be like, yo, I can't take this. Yeah, yeah I'll call and I'll cry. <laughs> yeah, he'll just fry mm-hmm. and cry his guts out. And he is not embarrassed about crying. One thing is, I've always been that type of dude. I'm not not the type of men don't cry. I don't believe in that. Mm. Men do That's cry. Bull. That's, That's bull. It's actually bull. I don't know who thought about that. That's bull. It's bull. Yeah, mm. but I've always been the type who's always, who's tried to control his emotions mm-hmm. by not crying, by just putting it into something else and just letting it stay in there. But that crying part, I agree with it. It really does help. It helps you release something heavy off your shoulders. Yeah, true. It's like you're carrying a load full of buckets. You're carrying a, a uh, you're carrying blood. Yeah. And you're, there's a bucket full of blood, and you're carrying it. It's so heavy, and you just don't want to let it go. So. And you just don't want to let that, that blood go. You don't want to let that heaviness go because you feel like you need to keep going. Yeah. But crying is letting it go and dropping it. True. That's true. That's really true. So yeah, cry. So Benji is right. Please listen to this advice. Give this man a round of applause. Thank you. Do to something right for once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, practice emotional health. I think that's the best thing I can do. Talk to someone, your parents, a friend. <laughs> Read the Bible. All my peace. It's come from this one book. It's not a history book. It's not a fiction novel. It's events that happened in real life. Things that happened and all the joy and all the peace that can come from it. I'm just saying. So, yeah. But yeah, anyways, we're like 55 minutes in. <laughs> it's six o'clock. We have a lot of stuff to do before then. But yeah, um, thank you for listening. I, I, I don't know if this helped. Or if it was incoherent or was anything. Coherent, it, it could be a bunch of what what did we learn today? We we learned a bunch of thoughts in Benji and Jay's heads. And um I don't know if this helped. I don't know if it managed to give you some sort of peace. I don't know if it helps you gain some perspective. God knows if you're going to listen to this, God knows if you're gonna share this with a friend. But if you feel like um it helped you in any way or form or shape. Or it was just a fun listen. Yeah. Then um, thank you for listening for all the way. If you listened and uh, you have reached to this point and whatever, text me on Instagram and say, wow, I wonder why the sky is purple. <laughs> just a random Easter egg for you guys. If I have like hundreds of people texting me this, then that'll be awesome. But yeah. And uh, I'll, I can also maybe start, I can maybe also start taking messages if... Yeah. I have the time. Mm, so my Instagram will be like uh, both our Instagrams I think will be linked. Yeah, I'm gonna description. Ma- I'll give you the new account. Yeah, both the Instagrams will be linked in the description. So if you guys want to text us, call any of that stuff, talk about stuff, then we're here, definitely. But yeah, um please have a great um rest of your evening, a day, whatever point you'll be listening to this me- podcast episode from. Um just understand that we love you guys and we're here for you for all the people who got saved today. Glory to God. <laughs> that is amazing. If you actually like content today, then that is awesome. But yeah, if you, we want to be here for you. Um, understand that being anxious is normal to feel scared. But um, we want you guys to understand that once you understand that you're not in control, you live your life so much more free. You Can know? you say that again? Once you understand that you're not in control, you live your life so much more free. When you understand that nothing in the world is in your control. I can't control what's happening in Russia and Ukraine right now. I can't control what's happening in the economy right now. I can't control inflation right now. I can't control who's going to live and who's going to die. Once I give up control, I live my life so much more free, understanding that when things happen, (laughs) that's not on me. Is that a little call back to surrender? Surrender. 
Exactly. Need to surrender everything. Oh, that's that was such a good sermon. Oh, the gathering. Oh my days for every single person. Who, oh my god. Oh, I'm not gonna mention the location. We're not even gonna make it. We're not, I'm not even gonna get into that. But I think when you understand surrender and just giving everything up and understanding, that I'm, I have no control over this situation. God, this person. I don't know if they're gonna live through the nights. They're gonna make it till the morning. But Lord, I just give it to you because I don't understand. I'm not in control. You're the one who gives life and death. Once you surrender stuff, your life becomes so much more free. So yeah, but yeah. Anyways, um, that has been us for the episode. I hope you guys have had an absolutely incredible day. Thank you for listening to almost an hour of this content. I hope that you guys uh, have a great, a blessed day. God bless you guys. We love you guys so much, don't we, Jay? Yes. Yes. We 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 do. We do. We, do we? No, not really. We, we kind of dis- despise you guys, but I'm joking. We can't. We, <laughs> we love you guys to death. He does. I, I okay, I'm kidding. Guys. I <laughs> love you guys very, very, very yeah. much. Anyways, uh, have a great one. Thank you to our amazing studio audience. Thank you so much for being here. Your, your attention was kind of piss poor, but thank you uh, for being here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, have a great one. Please take care of yourselves. We love you guys so much. Um, any final stuff, Jay? Please, please, please be yourselves. Yeah. Just be you. You're like the coolest person ever. Like literally like the coolest person ever. Jay is bowing down and like so much love right now. That's that's new for Jay. So Jay, um, thank you so much for being on, on my co-host again. Thank you for the oh, opportunity. This is the best co-host any man could ever ask for. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, um, now guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for um giving us the opportunity to to speak to you guys, to talk, to be here. But yeah, uh just be you. We love you guys. I love you guys. Jay loves you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Right? Yeah. Anyways, take care. Love you. Bye. Cap shots. (laughs) On the phone. Oh, why? No, when we're talking on phone and then... Man, I'll just ask her to say cap shafts. Is it like... How does that make sense? Cam (laughs) shafts. Oh, man. Aston, we didn't even record. As in, it, it like stopped. It was so annoying. Like stopped at the 20 minute mark. I was so annoyed. We recorded like for almost two hours of content. We were up. <laughs> and then we realized that the podcast just didn't record. Oh, it was horror. It was horror. And the footage on our phones wouldn't the help. The footage didn't. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going back to video podcasts. Never. Yep. I would be so pissed off. I spent all that money to go for a fight. And then it ends in a draw. What would you say? I'd ask for my money back, please. There's no way I sat here for three hours so it can end in a draw. No, thank you. Or I'll tell them, run run the fight back. (laughs) Run it back. I'm not leaving this place until I I, see who's winning. I'm (laughs) assault. Run this back, please. Oh, man. That was a good comedy break. Yeah, that was good. That was good. All right. What time is it? We have time to record two episodes, I believe. Yeah, I think.